Well, hello, everyone. My name is Emma Ingram, and I am a member of the Industry News and Current Events Subcommittee for PRSSA. In addition, I am the 2018-2019 Publications Editor-in-Chief-Elect. Today, I am here with Jenny Dietrich, who is the founder and CEO of Arment Dietrich, a Chicago-based integrated communications firm. She is the author of Spin Sucks, co-author of Marketing in the Round, and co-host of Inside PR. She also is the lead blogger at Spin Sucks, a Forbes Top 10 PR blog, Cision Number 3 PR blog, and Inkyb Number 1 blog. As an award-winning blogger and communication professional, she speaks in venues ranging from trade organizations and international social media and communication forums, forums including PRSA. So thank you, Jenny, for being here today. Thank you for having me, but I think we should start with the Inkyb Number 1 blog. Yes, of course. <laughs> we just want we just want that. Number one. That's all we want. Number one. There we go. Number one. <laughs> good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so my first question today is I wanted to hear a little bit about how you found yourself in the PR field because I noticed that you didn't study PR in school. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure. No, I did not study PR in school. In fact, I didn't even know PR was a thing when I was in school. Um, I have an English degree, English literature degree with a um, creative writing creative writing minor as well as a statistics minor. Um, so I got the both the left brain and the right brain. And really, I did that because I was going to go to law school. Um, my mom got really sick when I was in my, my senior year in college. And so I had to kind of waylay the plans to go to law school. And I thought I was just going to put it off for a year. And a friend of mine called me and she said, Hey, have you ever thought about PR? And I was like, what? And she goes, well, there's this, this firm in town. My dad works there. They're looking for an account coordinator. Are you interested? And I was like, I need a job. Yes. So I went in and interviewed and they hired me and law school never came about because the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing about everyone's different story of how they got into this field because it really is, it's very different. Everyone has their own unique story. So that's very cool. Well, I think Um, too that you don't have to have a PR degree. I mean, you can do English, you can do journalism, you can do advertising. There's so many different degrees you can have in order to go into the field. I think that's probably part of the reason why. Absolutely. Um, So A little later in your career, um, you decided to start your own firm. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the challenges that you encountered when you first started it? Sure. (laughs) So I have this problem with authority, and I don't like being told what to do, especially by people I deem not as smart as I am, which is both a strength and a really bad character flaw. And I was working for an ad agency building their PR department. And I had several, several years of PR agency experience. I worked for Fleischman Hillard, and then I went into this ad agency to help them build their PR department. And it was really, I mean, it was fun from the perspective that business development was ridiculously easy because all we had to do was go to current clients and say, we now offer PR and they hired us. So it wasn't like we had to go through RFPs and proposals and pitching and all that. We just went in and said, you know, based on what you're doing on the advertising side, we think we can do this on the PR side. And they were like, okay. And they gave us all this money. It was really easy. Um, But the biggest challenge I had working there is that the advertising side of the business didn't understand what we did. And so 
one of the things that I undertook while I was there was, was PR 101. And I would do lunch and learns and I would teach them, you know, what PR is and how it could help them and all those kinds of things. And I spent an extraordinary amount of time educating my peers on all of this. And they would just keep coming in with their ad campaigns and throwing, you know, magazines down on my desk where their ads had run and say, why isn't this, why aren't you doing any news on this? And I was like, oh my gosh, nobody cares. No one cares about your ad campaign. No one cares. And it just got so to the point that I was so frustrated that one day I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I walked in and I quit. <clears throat> Not, not advisable, especially when you don't have a job and you're getting married and like, you know, there's a big lot, big lot of lots of uh, life changes going on, but I did it. <clears throat> and I really thought I was just going to freelance for a year or two just to, you know, make some money and, and, you know, get through the wedding and honeymoon and all that. And then I would go back to an agency and get myself a big VP high paying job. And, you know, that was that. Well, <clears throat> that's not exactly how it works out because I had a, cl a former client come to me and say, hey, since you're out on your own, we'd really like you to do our PR. And they had a six-figure budget. And I was like, okay. And he said, the only um, cook is that catch is that we need you to hire my niece. And I was like, okay. So I hired the client's niece as my intern and she was a finance major. She didn't really even want to go into the field, and she she didn't. She ended up going into bank banking. Um, so I taught her about communications, and she taught me about fashion and Starbucks, which I knew nothing about either of those things before her. And we had a great summer. It was a great time. Um, but because of that, they continued to grow the business with us, and I started adding other clients on, and suddenly I had a business with employees and payrolls, payroll and all of that. Wow. <laughs> that's cool it sounds like it, it was a lot of fun but it was also just it was it was a different experience and it was that's very interesting yeah it was super fun I mean it was it, at one point there were four of us at one desk in one office without any windows and you know I mean it's not glamorous by any stretch right. of the imagination but they it's such great memories it's, you know you kind of look back at that and go wow Look where we've come. We no longer exactly. have to sit at the same desk. Right. I was just going to say that. It's, it's fun to look back now and laugh at it and see how far yeah. you've come. Yeah. Um, so what kind of advice do you have for students that are considering, you know, starting their own firm, maybe? Oh, my gosh. Get experience. And not just experience from a, the PR firm side, but get business experience. Because that's one of the things I was missing was you know, invoicing and understanding cash flow and your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet and how all of that comes together and accounts receivable and actually collecting on accounts receivable and not becoming the bank for your clients, which means if they're going to, if you're going to print something for them, don't pay for it for them. Like they have to pay for that. You're not the bank. Um, so you have to learn all of those things. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you get the work experience to do that versus trying to do it on your own. Because if you do it on your own, it's very expensive and it takes a very long time. Yes, that's something I keep hearing is to get more of, you know, the business experience and especially math. I keep hearing is that sometimes yes. you know, PR students think like we don't need math, but if we really do at the end of the day because it will yes. come into play at one point yes. or another. Yes, and it's funny when I speak to PR um, groups, one of the questions I ask is how many of you went into PR because you hate math and 95% of the room raises their hands. And I always say, okay, you have to do it. Like 
I mean, data is math. It's numbers. You're, you're telling a story using data and you have to understand numbers in order to do that. So yes, get that experience because you need it for sure. <laughs> um, so moving on a little bit, um, your firm, as I mentioned, has its own blog, Spin Sucks. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what separates Spin Sucks from other professional PR blogs? Are there other professional PR blogs? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kind of joking. Um, <laughs> we actually, I think today Spin Sucks competes with, you know, the trade publications. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely a media site today. It what, didn't start out that way. It definitely started out as a way for us to test blogging to see whether or not it would work for clients. Um, you know, what kinds of content you should do and how to promote it and SEO and all those kinds of things that it was really just teaching ourselves how to blog so that we could use it for clients. Um, and it has evolved into definitely it's its own business model. It has its own profit and loss. It has its own bank account. It has its own clients. It's a completely different business. So we've separated the two. And in fact, we're relaunching the site in the next month or so. And you, there won't be any connection to the PR firm after the relaunch because we're trying to completely keep them separate. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's exciting. It is exciting, but I'm running two businesses, which is not a, a very easy feat. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I'm definitely <laughs> sure. Um, so do you think that the connotation behind PR has changed over the past five or 10 years? Um, I, I did, when I was, you know, researching about you, I saw that, um, you talk a lot about how the PR field was known as, you know, spin doctors. So do you think that is still true to this day or has that changed? I think in the business world that has not changed, um, people definitely still feel that way. You know, they think that we lie for a living. And part of that, especially today, is what's going on in the White House. I mean, you know, you have alternative facts and fake news and all that, and they think that PR contributes to that. So there definitely is a negative connotation. And that negative connotation that Trump has created in his lovely, uh, I can't even think of her name because I block her, um, alternative facts woman, um, you know, they've created this, this area of grayness that is really awful from the perspective, from our perspective. And it really makes it difficult for us to do our jobs effectively because when they, when somebody goes to hire you, they think that that's what you do. And in some cases, there are plenty of business leaders who are unethical and they think, oh, well, this is what you do so we can lie. And that's not the case at all. So, yeah, I think they're in the business world. There definitely is still that negative connotation. So do you think the business world will ever understand PR professionals or the PR field? Um, if we figure out how to use numbers to tell our story and actually measure our efforts, yes. But until we do that, no, I because it's so hard for right now for the industry as a whole to connect what we do to actual results that drive dollars. Um that that's why it's kind of seen as this fluffy, nice, not, not really needed, but nice to have thing. And if we can figure out as, as an industry, the entire industry figures out how to measure results on a consistent basis, then yeah, I think that that'll start to help change that conversation. All right. Well, hopefully that happens. <laughs> working on it. <laughs> like pushing a boulder up a hill, but we're working on it. We'll get there one day. That's right. 
Um, so kind of going back to um, your blog, um, you know, kind of what are some of your favorite things to read about in the PR field? What kind of stories interest you most? You know, it's funny. I kind of go in waves. I'm um, not super fascinated with PR as a whole right now because I'm kind of in this whole like startup uh, tech um you know, entrepreneurship phase of my business life. And so I'm reading a lot of that. Of course, I'm fascinated by what's going on with Facebook and I love a good crisis. So I love to see, you know, what's happening just in the world in general, you know, the crockpot crisis and then Facebook Cambridge Analytica and then Michigan State. And so I, I really love that kind of stuff from a PR perspective. So I pay really close attention to that. And then I pay really close attention to mostly not, I don't mostly read about it, but I pay attention to what our clients are doing from a PR perspective that's new and interesting and innovative. And then how I can translate that to content for, for Spin Sucks. Um, so you'll see a good mixture. I mean, you can pretty well, if you read Spin Sucks, you can track where, which phase I am in, whether mm -hmm. or not I'm totally into communications or if I'm into entrepreneurship or whatever, um, because of what I'm writing about. And right now I'm in sort of the entrepreneurship tech phase, which it'll change. I mean, I'll get bored with that in a couple of months and go back to PR. So, right. I feel like everyone kind of goes through those, those phases, yeah. you know, it's kind yeah. of like what's hot right now, what's not, or yeah. what's affecting your yeah. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, um, can you share a, a piece of advice from one of your mentors that has stuck with you to this day? Yes, I can. Um, I was 23 years old and I was starting to get invited to big client meetings. And um, in the, you know, I mean, they were big client meetings. They were like chief marketing officer and the chief operating officer for Ocean Spray and for Kellogg's and for um, Firestone Tires. I mean, they were, they were big people. And the, the idea was that I could sit in there and listen and take notes, but I wasn't supposed to speak. And, you know, I mean, that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And sometimes you're asked a direct question. And, you know, so you start to participate in these meetings. And the general manager of our office, whom I adore, pulled me aside one day and he said, you have to stop biting your fingernails if you want to be taken seriously. And I was like, what? I didn't even realize I did it. It was such a nervous habit. And I was sitting in these meetings with these huge, you know, people, professional people. And I was just lying down on my fingernails. Didn't even realize I was doing it. So I learned about manicures and started getting manicures to, to force myself to stop biting my fingernails. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't bite my fingernails, but like, I'm sure there's another, you know, thing I'm that sure I do that I'm not aware yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just identifying that and yeah. fixing that as soon as possible. And the fact that he took the time to do that because, you know, I was proud. He was like my boss's 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 boss. Right. The fact that he like took the time to sit me down at lunch and have this conversation with me about, you know, if you want to be taken seriously here, you have to stop doing this. And I was like, okay. okay. I'll <laughs> do it. And now look where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit again, um, could you talk a bit, little bit about your involvement with PRSA um, as well as PRSSA? Yes, I can. I was the president of the Chicago chapter of PRSA 
um, a few years ago. So I've been involved with PRSA forever as my entire career. Um, I also belong to Counselors Academy, which is the section for um, uh, agency owners. Um, I've been the executive in residence for three PRSSA chapters, which is awesome. And if you guys are ever looking for an executive in residence, I am throwing my name in the in the ring because hanging out with students for a week is one of the most inspiring things I have ever done in my career. And I love the way that you look at things and I love the way that you approach things. And I love that nobody's beat you down yet and that you're still innovative and creative and smart and you want to do things because it makes sense, not because it's the way things are done. And I just, I love that. So I've been able to, I've done that three times now with different PRSSA chapters. Wow. Um, what has been your favorite, you know, memory from all of this perhaps? <sighs> Gosh, I was at the university. I was just going through my time hop, and I was at University of Oregon three years ago this week. Um, and it's just, I I think it's exactly what I said. It's just the idea that, you know, nobody has gotten you into the workforce yet and said you can't do it that way because that's not the way we do things. And you have such great creativity, and you know, the idea that you you want the connotation of the industry to change and are willing to do that. Um, you know, the idea that you are thinking about, we have to understand numbers and take some math so that we can actually translate that to results. That's huge because the industry as a whole is not like that. And it's really inspiring to be with a group of young people who want to bring that forward and see that change happen in their career. I, I love that. Yes, absolutely. I think that's great. I think that's the that's really the key. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, so kind of, you know, wrapping up, um, why do you encourage students to join PRSSA and then transition to PRSA? You know, it's, I think it's a, a few things. Number one, of course, the professional development and, you know, um, PRSA overall is doing a great job. They have a new president and a new communications team right now, and they, they've been there about a year, maybe a year and a half. And they're doing a really great job of helping the industry evolve and change. Um, so, you know, participating in that kind of stuff, serving the industry and giving back is always really beneficial. The networking is phenomenal, but really some of my very best friends in the whole world I've met through PRSA. So, you know, you get so many different benefits from a professional organization that I think are different than a lot of a lot of other industries. So attend the conferences, make friends, network, you know, do what you can to use your advisors to find jobs, you know, or internships or whatever it is that you need, because those are the kinds of things that those, that, that organization helps with immensely. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ginny, it's been wonderful speaking to you today. Thank you again. Uh, I certainly learned a lot from today's conversation, including the importance of, you know, learning the business side, um, as well as zoning in on, you know, those unconscious little habits that we have and making sure we get rid of those <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, so, yeah, if anyone at home is interested in listening to more podcasts with the pro sessions, feel free to head on over to Progressions. And thank you again, Ginny. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.